Hey everybody, I'm the Math Psych Nurse. Welcome to my channel. I am a light worker and a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse. And on this channel, we will be discussing a variety of wellness topics to help you take back your power and heal. Um, this channel isn't just about healing. It's also about asking questions and challenging your perception of reality and not being afraid to talk about shit that actually matters because that's how positive change is created both individually and collectively. So in our last episode, we talked about the body-mind-spirit connection, what I call the B-complex. And we talked about the negative effect that chronic inflammation and stress can have on your spacesuit. Um, today, we are going to shift the focus from the body more to the mind. And we're going to ask ourselves um, an important question. So remember, we've been taught to view depression as an illness in and of itself. But what if we also try to look at depression as a symptom? Uh, so let's take a closer look now at a different layer of the onion, the body, which or yeah. So let's take a closer look at uh, the mind and the way the mind works. And by that, I mean the way we process and interpret things, the way we respond to the world around us. This has always been one of my favorite topics to do group therapy sessions on at work with my patients because I've just felt like it really helps a lot of people and it, it really helped me a lot too. We're going to talk about something called cognitive distortions, which is just a fancy way of saying fucked up thinking. It's kind of twisted ways of processing and understanding things that are happening around that, that ultimately make our lives harder. They especially make our relationships harder. So we all do all of these sometimes to some extent, but the game really changes when we actually become aware when we're doing them. The first one is all or nothing thinking. It's also called black and white thinking. And this is seeing everything in terms of extremes. So it's either perfect or it's completely fucked up. You either love me or you hate me. There's no in-between, no gray area. <clears throat> I think a lot of us with depression and anxiety may do this more than other people because of the way depression skews our perception of reality or maybe our perception of reality is already skewed. Hmm, don't know which one came first. But if you think about it, black and white thinking equates to the removal of our ability to mentally compromise, like to rationally see that there there's always two sides to every story right most things in life exist in the gray area because most things just aren't that simple and cut and dry in fact trying to keep things somewhere in the middle like not in one extreme or the other just right in the middle we're going to see that um, as an important teaching in so many spiritual um, paths like buddhism and taoism um, as the key to a happy, peaceful life. So we're definitely going to talk more about that later. But an example of all or nothing thinking would be something like, I lost my job. I'm a failure. See, what a hor horrible way to think, right? Because when I realize I'm engaging in that black and white thinking, I can rationalize myself out of that. I can see that, that I'm okay. That, that was a cognitive distortion, what I just did right there, right? So I can stop and slow down and remind myself, like, I may have lost my job, yes, but that doesn't make me a failure. 
Um, I'm still really good at what I do. I can find another job. Everyone loses jobs. I'm still a wonderful mother. I still have plenty of people that love me and care for me, people that I love and care for. There will be other jobs. It does not make me a failure, okay? It's a bump in the road. But you see how our minds just jump to this huge. But also another thing I wanted to say is you might have trouble talking to yourself positive, positively that way, like I just did, like reminding yourself, no, no, I still have all these good things in my life. That's not true. Um, if you do have trouble talking to yourself positively that way, that's okay. Um, this is a skill that you can learn. Um, if it's hard for you at first to do that, um, then I would recommend trying to talk to yourself the way you would talk to someone you love and care about. Like think of a friend, think of a family member, think of your child, think of what would you say to them if they were in this situation. So you can talk positively <clears throat> to someone you care about if you're not able to do that for yourself. And if that's where you are, that's okay. But I promise if you start practicing it and doing it, even if you don't believe it at first, um, and it just feels like empty words, uh, just keep doing it. I promise it'll get easier, okay? Um, also, I, I love you. But we blow things out of proportion, right? Um, the second cognitive distortion, also about blowing things out of proportion. It's called catastrophizing. And um, in depression, anxiety, definitely we do this a lot, catastrophizing. It's when your mind goes to the worst case scenario. Your friend doesn't immediately text you back. It means they're mad at you. Your significant other doesn't text you back. It means they want to break up. Um, the person you're meeting up with is running late. You just automatically assume that they've been killed in a car accident. I mean, catastrophizing is very extreme thinking because it skips over all the little in-between possible scenarios of what could really be going on. And instead, it just jumps to straight to preparing us for the worst but see our brains they're like they're like little computers in some ways because when we think about something in a certain way and then we think about it that same way again later and then again we think about it that same way again and again it creates a neural pathway in your brain like kind of like a memory so after enough times a sort of automatic program takes over and runs like a shortcut so the next time you're faced with a similar or the same situation, um, it just makes sense for our brain to follow that same neural pathway again. So essentially, they become automatic thoughts that we're not even aware. It's just it's just happening, you know. So our our brain can just run on autopilot, and and it can run these cognitive distortions. Um, it's running this programming based on repetition, but we can become aware of the negative programming that doesn't serve us and we can over time reprogram this ourselves and that's that's what all this is about you listening to this right now you're starting the reprogramming already so good for you uh, cognitive distortion number three this goes hand in hand with catastrophizing this one is minimizing and the other side of the same extreme coin okay so an example of this would be Anytime something positive happens, 
we aren't able to accept it and see it for the good thing it is. So we kind of like make light of it or like downplay it, minimize it. Um, so say you win an award at school for performing really well in one of your classes. Um, but instead of recognizing your achievement and being proud of yourself and patting yourself on the back for your hard work, you, in your mind, you're, you're, you chalk it up to, well, they probably just gave it to me because they felt sorry for me or something like that. I don't know. But another, I had this other theory that minimizing, another possible version of minimizing could be like maybe people who can't take compliments, you know, because of low self-esteem, like, or feeling undeserving of positive feedback. Like I have a friend who cooks dinner for me a lot. And every time I compliment him on his cooking and tell him how delicious it was, instead of saying, thank you, it was pretty good. And allowing himself to like feel pride and warm fuzzies for doing something well, he always minimizes by saying, oh, it wasn't that great. Just, it was super easy. Just threw it in there and turned on the oven. It's not like it took any actual work or skill. So... Our brains can minimize positive things, but they can also minimize negative things in our minds in order to be able to deal with them. So if you're in an unhealthy, toxic relationship, you might minimize hurtful or abusive things that your partner says or does in order to be able to continue on in the relationship. And remember, these are called cognitive distortions because they are essentially ways that our minds play tricks on us. Okay, they're false stories that we've been programmed to believe. Um, we've done this programming ourselves. It comes from our repetitive thought patterns, but we've also it also comes from programming that we received growing up from our parents, our caregivers, from our culture, from our society, and all the feedback we've ever gotten about how we're supposed to be uh, that helped shape the way we view ourselves in the world. So you see this minimizing distortion also you see it show up in a lot of toxic relationships, but don't forget, we can also minimize our own negative behavior to avoid having to take responsibility for it. So, um, I think we have time for one more. So let's talk about another cognitive distortion, personalization. And that's when we make something about ourselves, even though it may actually have nothing to do with us at all. This is when like, um, you know the saying, don't take it so personally? That's, that's where this comes from. Let's say you have a, a really close friend that you haven't seen in a while. You make plans with this friend to hang out and you're both all excited about it and then, um, then they end up canceling or flaking at the last minute. And you're just over here thinking like, what a fucking asshole. I guess, I guess we aren't friends anymore or I guess I must've done something wrong. Um, but in reality, that friend just has a whole slew of other things going on in her life. And um, maybe the cancellation actually had nothing to do with you. Maybe your friend is like having really bad depression or anxiety right now and just couldn't do it. The point is, you don't actually know. So instead of waiting until you can receive an actual explanation from the person, your mind just comes up with one for you and it comes up with a shitty negative one that only invents pain for you. So our brains, they're not trying to make our lives more difficult. They're just doing what brains do. They're trying to explain, understand, and predict things to ensure our survival. 
But again, they run on programming most of the time, like a computer. So, oh, if only I were better looking, my spouse wouldn't have cheated on me. Um, another way of looking at personalization can be when we take responsibility for something that's beyond our control, like um, the actions of another person. This one shows up a lot in um, codependent relationships. Uh, I'm going to be doing some episodes about that relationship soon, but an example of this would be like, if only I had been there more for my partner or done X, Y, and Z, then he wouldn't have relapsed and started drinking again. All right, so I think that's all the time we have for today, you guys. But thank you so much for watching. Um, if you like my videos, please make sure and hit subscribe and give me a thumbs up and share this video with anyone you think might it might help. Um, we heal ourselves by helping others. And speaking of helping, I want to give a quick shout out to my partner and soulmate, Jason. You guys, he's the one um, editing these videos and like making the cute little thumbnail covers on the links for me. And he's constantly encouraging me and cheering me on because he believes in what I'm doing. This is my soul's purpose to help other people on their journeys out of darkness. And I'm so lucky to have him on my team. Thank you, baby. And thank you guys for being on this healing journey with me. I love you and I will see you soon.